Hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, I Totally Relate. I'm Rissy. And I'm Shelves. And we hope you guys can totally relate. So I was having a rough day. I was having one of those like, I am a bad mom day. (laughs) Like I woke up, it was like almost the end of summer. I had just a couple days left before kids were going to start school. And I was like, okay, we're going to go on a hike. We're going to go out (laughs) into nature. And by the time we like went, we were going to go to Donut Falls. Mm -hmm. And by that time, oh, let's see, we had, I had something I had to get my son to. And so I was like, oh, I won't be able to drive all the way to Salt Lake and back. So I'm like, okay, forget it. We'll just go up to like Battle Creek Falls. So I'm like, okay, it's okay. I'm doing it. We're going to go on a hike. I take my kids up to Battle Creek Falls. My daughter is like, it's hot. I don't want to walk. And like, I'm just like, hurry, come on, hurry. Because like, we're still on the time. Like, hurry, let's go. And I'm just like barking at my kids. Like, we get halfway up the trail and I was like, this is miserable. I'm like, you don't want to be here. Fine. I'm trying to go. do something fun. Yes. Yeah. Why are you ruining this? Yes. That was me. That's exactly what it was. So then I was like, I was like, okay. Like, forget it. We, we didn't even get to the waterfall. It's just a freaking hot day, and we didn't even get to the waterfall. So we get back into the car, and I'm like, let's just go to the park for a half an hour. Wow, you guys nice. Can- yeah. I was like, that was like, I mean, what was I going to do? Like, like, you little shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt. But I was like, okay. Don't be left on the corner. Just kidding. I've never said that. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, we're coming out of the canyon, or out of, like, that Pleasant Grove, like, little dry creek area, and then there's, like, that strawberry park right there, right? And I'm like, fine, let's just go to this park. I never go to that park. I can't even believe I went to that park that day. And it <laughs> happens to be a Thursday, which happens to be a day that Pleasant Grove does, like, what do they do there? Is it this? It's called Summerbration. Summerbration. Yeah. Okay. Like a summer celebration. But. Get it? <laughs> I love it. It's my friend. She's really good at those plans. Actually, she's the one who made oh, the shirt. Oh, really? Heroic. Yeah. She's awesome with that type of stuff. Yeah, she's awesome. So I'm sitting on the park bench just like so mad at myself. Like what a crappy mom I am. Like the kids are going to go to school and I can't even be in a good mood and like just feeling like a failure, right? And I'm just sitting there just like feeling sorry for myself while I'm watching this girl who is like gorgeous like set up this booth with like all the right colors and like all the right (laughs) things. I'm just like just like watching you but not even realizing I'm watching you because I'm in my head right like I'm just like shit talking myself in my head sure and then I'm like it's time to go okay let's go come on so I like holler at the kids let's go and we start walking and they start walking towards the car and I'm like not even like in control of my body this time I feel like I instead of walking towards the car I just walk straight up to you and I'm like hi (laughs) I don't even know what I said just like what do you what's going on tell me what you do (laughs) yeah What's and going on here? <laughs> McKenna introduces herself. She talks about a gratitude journal. And I like perk up. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, gratitude journal. So she tells me a little bit about that and a little bit about her confidence course, mm-hmm. which we'll, we'll get into in a minute. But I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's really cool. And I'm walking away and I was like, oh, yeah, I have a business card. I should give you my business yeah. card. Like for the podcast. I'm like, oh my gosh, it would be really fun to interview you. So then I leave. I take the kids where they need to be. And then, oh, therapy. I went to therapy. That's what you did. I remember. That's why I was in a hurry. So like I got to get to therapy. So I go to therapy. It's a good session, whatever. And I'm sitting on the bench just like processing and feeling my feelings. And I'm like, oh yeah, that girl gave me her card too. So I go to like 
look you up on Instagram and I'm going through your reels, like <laughs> laughing. Yes. I'm glad you think I'm funny. And crying because I'm like. Sometimes my husband looks at me, he's like, I'm like, you don't think I'm funny? I think I'm really funny. Why is this not oh funny to you? Your reels <laughs> like, are oh, you're not so a mom. Funny. That's why it's not funny to you. Or They're a woman. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love because you're always Thanks. like mouthing, like, whatever the audio is and like your facial expressions and like your hoodie on, like, all of it, dude. Like, it is like my vibe. Like, Thank I love you. it. So I'm like, I have laughing. so much fun doing it. So it makes me happy that other people. <laughs> Are enjoying so it. <laughs> my kids watch me and I'm like, you're like, hold on a second. And you're like, mouthing. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so I'm like, I cannot believe, I can't believe I ran into this girl. Like, wow, this is crazy. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to swing back by and be like, now that I feel like I have myself together, because I did not feel like I had myself together at first. And so then I went back to the summer bration and was like, Okay, but I'm being serious, so, like, I would love to interview you for it the podcast. It was so sweet. It meant so much. You're so nice. <laughs> okay, so that and the things that you post on Instagram as of late is basically all I know about you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> just that, like, I'm pretty open. Your vibe and your Thanks. energy is just, like... Magnetic? Holding, yes. Like, yes. holding people in. That like, you have, you have a vibe, you have a brand, and I feel like, um, you know that thing, like, I'm too much for the people like for not my people and mm-hmm. I'm not enough for not my people but right. for my people I'm just enough and I'm right. like oh my gosh girl I think I'm your people no we are like, we are people you are my people yes. both of you I'm loving it yeah. loving it so and that's much. why I love what I do is because it puts me into ex- experiences and relationships yes. that I wouldn't have been able to otherwise yes. Yes. I would have just been stuck in the same circles of people that I didn't feel like I fit in with and now yeah. I'm finding my people yeah. oh my and gosh. I love it do your work girl because it is amazing oh, oh my you. gosh okay so things that i know about you so you okay. you have a gratitude journal yes and i'm so excited i cannot wait for our patreons guess what you guys we're gonna get you one you have to have one because like we're all about we journaling. should do a discount i can get a discount code too. oh my gosh we'll do okay. it with a code yeah <laughs> yes code um, so you have you have a gratitude journal and you yeah. have like this brand like this Wonder Woman right. moment brand uh-huh. and you have a confidence course for young girls. Uh huh. So you're like a mompreneur. Sure. <laughs> Is that what yeah. you are? Yeah. I don't know what I like a label I would label me as. I just all I just want every woman and girl. I want to help them see that they're perfect just the way they are. Yeah. yeah. And I started with a blank journal and I kind of went through the timeline yesterday because I look at Time Hop that app every day. Oh, yeah. And it was two years ago. I was at the gym with my baby and I'm like, oh my gosh, this was, I looked at the month and the timeline. I'm like, okay, so this was four months after I drove myself to the behavior hospital and about two months before I launched my Wonder Woman journal, I'm like, this was really close. And I Mm -hmm. think looking back, I was really proud of myself Mm -hmm. that I wasn't thinking when I'm healed, I will do this. Or when Mm -hmm. I reach this point, I'm going to do this. I just felt so drawn. Like I kept sharing my story to people and it kind of just evolved into this like, oh my gosh, I can relate. Yeah. I can, I understand. (laughs) I'm sharing my story. And people just started to gravitate towards me sharing my story. So it kind of evolved into, okay, maybe I'll start a blog. Yeah. Mm. Sharing my Wonder Woman moments throughout the day in my journal. Go. I have to know. You have to tell me this story. Okay. I, I, okay. I saw you on Instagram. You posted that very vulnerable uh, reel where you, you know, kind of unveiled some mm-hmm. of this of this story. Will you please tell our listeners? Yes. Because okay. this sounds like the root and the anchor of 
your healing journey, if yeah, you want to call it that, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Well, and I walked through this timeline with my husband. Like I posted recently, I've been processing a lot in mm-hmm. therapy, and it's been really overwhelming. Woo, so I've had we love therapy. So many thoughts going through my mind. I mean, I've been in therapies for, oh, I like, I forever. Not forever, but, like, a really long time. But I feel like the last month has been, like, so yeah. much. And I just have been processing a lot. And so basically I was in this life where I was thrown in with my husband's job and – religion and all the family and all the things and I felt like I needed to be a certain way to be accepted okay Mm -hmm. so I felt like I had gone through I I hold my hands like this Uh I posted a picture on Instagram about this like okay I need to shave down who I am so I can be accepted and be who I think I'm supposed to be Mm -hmm. to be accepted into society yeah and so you inherently just uh as you are is not it is unacceptable. That's how I felt. So you have to... I'm too loud. I'm too open. I'm too... I talk too much. I do... Because with my husband's corporate job, you know, I'd leave and be, he, it would feel like, oh, I said too much. Yeah. Mm. I'd be a certain way because of his position at work. I couldn't say this because it would make girls jealous. Or I couldn't say, act like this because I didn't want to divulge too much to make them feel like my... You know, all... The, it was just yeah. like, okay, I'll be, I'll be better next time. I'll be yeah. better. And it wasn't... My husband wasn't trying to be rude. Sure. But in my mind, I'm like... I'm going to be what I need to be in those settings. And then mm-hmm. I do church. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not supposed to say shit. All right. Okay. I'm going to back up. I'm sorry. And I was yeah. just like, okay, I'll mm-hmm. be a certain way. I'm going to dedicate my life to this. Or like with family, oh, she's too confrontational or she's too loud or she's too this. And it was mm-hmm. like, okay, I understand. I come from a very different family background. Mm-hmm. I'll be this way for you guys. That I be, Then in the meantime, I'm a young girl having babies, yeah. going through mater- maternal mental health, not knowing I'm struggling. Yeah. And by the mm-hmm. time I had my fourth – was when I, like, my mental health just went crashing down. Yeah. And wow. I ended up just not wanting to be here anymore because mm-hmm. I thought I will never be what I need to be to be here. My kids deserve a better mom. My mm-hmm. husband deserves a better wife. I'm angry all the time. I'm ruining my kids. I'm, I just can't do this. I just can't do this. So I wanted to just run into oncoming traffic and I had all these suicidal thoughts and I just, Literally the day I drove myself to the behavior hospital, before I left, I threw the tramp down the stairs, like the big life-size horse. I was throwing the kids' toys away. Everyone, it was like this scene where I had like left my body mm-hmm. and something had taken over mm-hmm. me and I was th- I threw a chair against the wall and broke it. Like, And my kids, I felt like I can never come back from this. Just experiencing mm. this rage yeah, or this it was emotion. rage. And I had postpartum rage. I didn't know that was a thing till yeah. after. But I just left going, I can't come back from this. My kids yeah. are destroyed. So wow. I jumped in the car. I grabbed a flat iron, <laughs> <laughs> change of clothes, and I went to Chick-fil-A. And I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm like, I want a Diet Coke. It's number four with four. Count, please. Make it a large. <laughs> And I'm like shoving my face and I'm like, is this what it feels? This is when people start doing drugs. Like you want to feel numb. And I started having all these emotions and like compassion for people who are addicted to drugs and people who didn't want to be here anymore. And I had never experienced that before. And I'm like, this is what it feels like. Anyways, long story short, I had this logical thought in all this. And I always say those are my angels that were like, when you feel like pulled to a certain Mm -hmm. way, you said to meet me or like pulled to go, go say hi to somebody. I felt like pulled to call my friend, Brittany, and she runs Cirque Lodge. It's addiction mm, recovery. I'm like, it's yeah. not suicide, but I think she knows where I can go because I'm yeah. people going through addiction recovery, I'm sure, have these thoughts. 
and she directed me where to go. So I ended up driving myself to the behavior hospital, and that was the start. Yeah. I was, like, carrying my Chick-fil-A and, like, eating my Chick-fil-A, walking into the house, like, the hospital going, I can't believe this is happening. Anyways, yeah. and then I ended up there, and that's where it was. Wow. I felt like the end, but it really was just the beginning of God being like, I have to take the rug out from underneath you for a sec. You're going to land flat on your face. But I promise everything's going to be okay. And that I talk about embracing the heart as a Wonder Woman moment. So yeah. anyways, that's how it all started. And so four months, no, 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 not even that long. Two months after I went to the behavior hospital, we ended up in Hawaii. And I was reading a book on the beach by Gaynell and Condi. And she talks about how every woman's a Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And my family teases me that they think I look like Wonder Woman. I don't see it, but it's like this inside joke. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, that's what I'll call my blog. Because at that time, I thought, this is the story I need to share. Because at that point, I'd been connecting with other women yeah. about my story. And I'm like, this is where I'll share my story. Yeah. My Wonder Woman journal. Yeah. And then after I decided I was going to make a blog... I was like, oh, wait, I think every woman needs a journal. So then I went down this path of, like, creating a journal. In the meantime, I still was, like, in spots where I probably should have been back at the hospital. Like, I definitely was not healed. But I really felt guided to do this. Anyways, long story short, I came up with this journal, and everything just catapulted forward. Mm -hmm. The, The journal in the introduction says, this is a place to celebrate yourself. Because even on my hardest days... There was a win. I was breathing and I'm alive and my life deserves to be celebrated. Mm. So even when I can't get out of bed and we're self-shaming that we're not getting out of bed to get our kids in the shower or to cook dinner or to do the dishes, but we're laying in bed and we're physically just stuck, you're still breathing. So no matter what, you have something to celebrate, whether or not. So I try to balance this out with women. Like I was trying so hard to do everything, but I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. So it's like letting yourself celebrate you did the dishes. Like yesterday I cleaned my car. My house is a disaster. It gives me anxiety. I, like, tweak out. Like, it's so bad. But I literally sat in my car for, like, 20 minutes being like, I cleaned my car. I cleaned my car. I scrubbed it with Clorox wipes and Windex. (laughs) And then I, like, allowed myself to digest something great that happened. And then I walked into the house. And I'm like, what's next? So it's okay to move forward and set goals, but to allow yourself space to celebrate yourself. But yeah. I also say embracing the heart. I always say I'm a I believe in Christ and I believe Jesus is my Christ. And I always say when I embrace the heart, I say like, oh, we're always trying to spin plates on our toes and like juggle mm-hmm. and like spin around and like do all the things as women and mothers that sometimes God is just standing there and he's like, just let me help carry your load. Jesus is like, this is why I died for you. Like, I'm supposed to help you. Mm-hmm. But if you don't let me, I can't help yeah. you. But yeah. you're going to crash. And then I'm going to help you put the pieces back together. So I feel yeah. like when we embrace the hard, we're accepting Christ to help carry our load. We're accepting guidance. We're accepting, you know, asking what, how can I be better or what can I do mm-hmm. to move forward? And then I say learning to laugh at ourselves. I say like, those are Wonder Woman moments, too, when, like, I drove off with the gas pump twice in six weeks oh, no. <laughs> at the same gas station. And I feel like, and there was a moment where I'm like, I'm a idiot. I am so stupid. How did I freaking do this again? I'm dropping, like, five F-bombs. And my kids are like, mom, stop swearing. And I'm like, I can't believe that I did this yeah. again. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, this is actually kind of funny, you know? <laughs> So I go back in the gas station. I'm like, hello, it's me again. <laughs> I did yes, it again. <laughs> Oops, you know, Brittany. Yeah. That thing. <laughs> you know that song? I did it yeah. again. And they were laughing and it just clicks back on. Everything was fine. Yeah. And I'm like, laughter either is the straw that breaks the camel's back when mm-hmm. you're stressed out or it helps lighten your load. Yeah. So I always say like in those moments where we're about to break, it's usually something small mm-hmm. that we feel stupid, that we forgot, you know, 
the silly moments like I was looking for my sunglasses and I lay on top of my head or I look for my phone and I'm holding it. Like yeah. those little moments where we think we don't have brain cells, you do. You're just human and you have a thousand things going on in your mind. Yeah. It's you got to celebrate, just laugh and it will help lighten your load. So those are my Wonder Woman moments that yeah. I tell women t- to write in their Wonder Woman journal. Yes. You have so many incredible things to say. What I love the most, like as I'm hearing you share this, I'm like, oh, I get it. The Wonder Woman moments are moments of acceptance. Mm, That's Mm. exactly what it is. Like I accept Accept that this is hard. I accept myself. I accept that that I made a mistake. That was amazing. (laughs) Like like, and, and in that acceptance is when you can actually like change your attitude to be able to move on, right? But like if we're not accepting it, like I am such an embarrassment like I cannot even believe I did that again or whatever like the longer we don't accept it the longer it like festers wow and so Mm -hmm. I like as you were saying I'm like oh my gosh she's teaching women acceptance Mm -hmm. from this super personal lens of like hey here's like the way that I experience it or like here's like my little personality blend to it I just feel like wow that's incredible like that is a gift we all could use yeah and then women would say i even though i'd say in the introduction like what the journal is meant to be they still would be intimidated by the blank pages mm-hmm. so they would say where do i start and i'd say things like tell me about your day I'm like that's a great thing to write down how about just start with gratitude yeah so i was just telling women to start with gratitude because once the pen starts flowing things yes. just come out that's true and then i thought oh my gosh i should create a gratitude journal so I did. And the gratitude journal just says like three fourths of the pages today. I'm grateful for what? And then it just like lists. And then at the bottom, it says my wonder Woman moment of the day. So you just pick one, whether it's funny, hard, good, and you just celebrate. But I found in my gratitude journal, I never list just one. It's because yeah. once yeah. you write, you just realize you start to see more and more. Yeah. And then during COVID, it's crazy. We went to Hawaii I know we're there quite a bit and we're very lucky that that's been a place of healing for me Mm -hmm. and so while we were there my girls I started implementing the Wonder Woman moments but for girls and I kept saying they're Wonder Girls so I said if we're going to be here for eight weeks we're going to do something outside our comfort zones every day and then I saw this confidence start to come out of them and I'm like oh my gosh check this out check her out and they started calling me a Wonder Woman, and I was calling them a Wonder Girl. And we were doing so ama- <laughs> amazing things every day that we never would have imagined us doing. Yeah. You know? And I thought, oh, my gosh, there's something here. I'm going to create a Wonder Girl journal. Yeah. But what ended up happening is I created this course, a journal that takes them through not only the good and the hard and the funny, but it goes outside your comfort zone. Yeah. It goes into gratitude extensively, and then it goes into how to show love and feel love because all those things create and nurture self-love uh, and confidence. Yeah. So I'm like condensed it to seven because studies say you can remember seven, not just like the Covey seven habits, but like seven numbers mm-hmm. and a cell phone number or like seven people can try yeah. to condense it to seven steps to self-love to create and nurture self-love and confidence. Yeah. I call it the Wonder Woman mindset. Yeah. What? Oh, okay. So many. I know I that was so a many, lot of information. No, no. no but it's, it's crazy amazing. how I just tell people I listened to this book by Gabriella Bernstein. I love her. I love so her. Much. Yes. I love her. You should read her book. Oh yeah. my gosh. I listened to it. says, You Are the Guru. And I think it's just an audible special, so you can just listen to it. Mm-hmm. I have to listen to it again. Because she said something so articulate that hit home for me. Because I always say the next right step always led me to here. Like, I didn't know I was going to mm. be here when I was here. Yeah. Yes. Because you have to rely on faith. Yeah. And God's like, I can't tell you the whole picture. You just have to trust yeah. me mm-hmm. yeah. and like go. And it's insane how inspired action clears the path. 
So even though I'm still in therapy, I will be in therapy the rest of my life. And I don't ever want this journey to end because discovering parts of myself and where it's taking me is like, I crave it. Yeah. I don't ever want to feel like I've reached it. Like I just, yeah. at the end of my life on my deathbed, I want to feel like I reached my full potential. That's yes. all. So yeah. that I just keep taking the next right step. And now I'm writing a book. Like what? what? And yes. if you told me here. Oh my gosh, we're going to book club her. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm like, if you told me here that I was going to be writing and doing all these things, I would have laughed in your face. I have yeah. horrible grammar. I make up words like <laughs> I'm really bad. <laughs> and I'm like, my horrible handwriting. And that's why I tell people like you, your English teacher is not judging you. Like yeah. you, it's your safe space. So yeah. writing connects the heart and the brain. And yes. I found it's, I'm not this extensive journaler. I tell people I have a journal company, but I want you to know that I'm not this like bookshelf of journal person. Yeah. All I know is it was a tool that helped me. And I love having something tangible with a call to action to help women feel yes. connected. Yes. Yeah. The celebrating your daughters, like and mm-hmm. celebrating other women. Mm-hmm. That is like what our society needs, right? Like you said, you mentioned earlier, I think it won't be in the episode, but you mentioned something about like mean girls. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, And I like, will not tolerate that in my home. Yeah. And I feel like most of my life I've grown up feeling like, okay, other girls are my competition. Yep. And I have isolated myself from sisterhood Me too. and womanhood. Me too. And I felt at times like it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe this sisterhood isn't for me. And mm-hmm. I completely mm-hmm. took myself out completely. Mm-hmm. But yep. that's not true. Keep going. It's I'm glad you didn't take yeah. yourself out. No, I did. And but it, you, it came back. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> until like, you know, part of my journey, part of my healing brought me to two really good friends that like opened up this whole womanhood right. experience for me. And I think that like, okay, as you're – it's difficult to love other women and to not see them as your competition if you don't love yourself right Right. like that's the key and even if you don't do it fully or perfectly when you're working on it like Mm -hmm. it helps well and I when I talk to girls I've been and women and I say the difference between being conceited and confident Mm-hmm. So we're raised in a society where it's conceited to love yourself. It's conceited. It's me or you. And it's the yep. scarcity mindset yes. of like, yes. we can't all love each other. But with confidence, it's it's me and you. So mm-hmm. I tell women, like, I help other women. I've even helped a few people start journal companies. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't start the journal. Yeah. Like, I didn't invent the journal. I want people to know and I help promote friends who have journal companies that I've met in this realm yep. yeah. to say like, you might not resonate with my journal and that's okay. You yep. might resonate with her and it's a great tool. So if yep. you don't like mine, go to her yep. and guess what? We can both be successful. Yeah. Yep. We can, there's room for every journal company at top. There's room for every podcast to be mm-hmm. successful. There's every room for yep. everyone to fulfill their purpose yes. and all of us to have success. Mm. And that's confidence not conceited yeah there's room yeah. there's always room for people we sat at a table and it was during covid i haven't talked about that. i've never said this before but we were at this christmas party and they had like four to a table mm-hmm. and i hate feeling like i'm like oh there's there's no seats i literally was running around i felt so sad that everyone didn't they want it they were like i'm like oh they're getting food and they're i'm like just grab a chair there will always be room at this table we will squeeze yeah. and i was running around and pulling chairs and being like just sit here and I'm like they need plates and silverware and like we created this huge table where these other people are like you can't sit here and they created this because they were told you can only have four to a table and I'm like cut the bullshit everyone can sit at my table so I created this table and we had the party table and we had so much fun and I'm like that's what it should always be 
even if society tells you it's you or her, just know that it's not. It's room for everyone Mm -hmm. to be. And if you truly Mm -hmm. love yourself, then you know that you can love yourself and love other people too through their successes. I don't know if that makes any sense. Uh, Perfect sense. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have a retreat called Use Your Wings Retreat. And I say in order to use, so before I get to what I, why we call it use your wings, I was in the shower and I was sitting there and I'm like, I love acronyms. Like my friend's like really good at play mm-hmm. on words and I love acronyms. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, I was speaking to a woman's group that day and I'm like, I have not planned a thing. And I'm like, I was like wings. I'm going to use the acronym wings. We all, I feel like we all come to earth with wings. Like we come soaring into earth mm-hmm. and we're ready to take on the challenges that we know we signed up for. Mm-hmm. We're ready to take on everything. And when we get there, we're like, oh gosh, this, this is hard. Yeah. But what we're told is like, we're all born with worth. Mm-hmm. So we can see that everybody in front of us was born with wings and what's entailed in the wings. It's non-negotiable. We are all entitled to worth. Like we are mm-hmm. all worthy, not if or when we're worthy now. Like even yeah. when you make mistakes and if you make mistakes, you're worthy yeah. all the time. And then we're all born with intuition. The I yeah. is intuition. We're all given the gift to know what the next right step is. But we have self-doubt. And mm-hmm. we don't think we're worthy. We have self-shame. Mm-hmm. And we're all born with nirvana. We're all born with the capability to have ultimate peace and happiness. And how we handle our trials and how we utilize what we go through so we can have ultimate peace and happiness. Mm-hmm. And we're all born with gifts and strengths. And through life, it hardens us that we don't see our worth. We self-doubt. And we don't see our gifts. And we don't think that we you know, are worthy of anything Mm -hmm. that we completely, our wings just get weighed down. So it's like, how do we build our wings to fly? Mm -hmm. First, love yourself Mm -hmm. in order to fly. So how, how we build our wings up is to love ourselves. When Mm -hmm. we realize our, we have worth, we have intuition, we have gifts, we have strengths, we have happiness and all the things we realize like, oh, everyone's, we start to Mm -hmm. see this perspective shift of like, I see my worth. And then I start to see everyone else's worth. Mm -hmm. And then when we fly, we start to lift each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. yes. It's like that permission that we're giving each other, right? Like the fact that you are like going after fulfilling your purpose inspires people around you to also, and gives them permission to go after their purpose as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Yeah. Oh, I love so that So then the much. seven steps are affirmations, gratitude, the good, the hard, the funny, comfort. No, wait, what am I missing? Gratitude, gratitude, good, funny, hard. Then we've got outside our comfort zones and sh- love. Yeah. Yeah. So. I love that. Right. Yeah. The goal isn't to be an expert journaler. The goal no. is that through journaling and through the course that you create your mind, you rewire your brain. Yes. To see. Yeah. Your strengths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's like a big part of our podcast, like why we even sit yeah. down behind microphones. Part of it is like sharing our own stories and yeah. showing up with vulnerability, right? Yeah. Like, okay, so like we're not perfect. We're not like experts. We get some experts to come and chat with us, but just like so people can kind of watch us as we go. Like, mm-hmm. remember, I'm a mess. This is funny. You can laugh with me here. But also this is what I learned from it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part is always like sharing the message we wish we knew when we were younger, mm-hmm. you know, so this like boundaries, self-love, like all of those things. Acceptance. Like, yep. Yeah, acceptance. Like these that's something that, like, I wish I would have known for sure. Society, families, like never taught us these things, but now we're learning them and we're like, oh my gosh, if I could go back and tell young Carissa 
trust yourself like you got this you know and then the other part is sharing resources like Mm -hmm. we we're not perfect we're not experts but this has helped us this has helped us yes and so and we've even like we even have like a whole entire episode on just journaling because it is just refreshing yeah when you're not an expert like it's refreshing to hear from someone who's not an expert and it's just they experienced something Mm -hmm. and they want to help you yeah yeah it's just it's that vulnerability right like in and I think that's like your energy your vibe is just like like emitting all of this vulnerability mm-hmm. that's like I, I don't know that but I'm just like compelled mm. towards it right and right. so I think yeah that vulnerability is it's compelling oh. for sure yeah and so I yeah so sharing resources and and journaling that's like something we talk a lot about and yeah. and we journal differently absolutely so I kind of journal more like I tell a story mm. like I write like I'm telling a story Shelby does more like morning pages. Or yeah. Like- Have you ever heard stream of consciousness writing? No. It's basically like where you sit down and you either like set a timer, 20 minutes or a length. I'm two pages, three pages. And you just write. You oh, put I your hand to paper and you just That's write. Right. And whatever comes up, comes up. And if you sit there and you write um 10 times in a row before you catch another wave, then then like great. But yeah, that's like a way that I love to journal. I also have like a happy book where mm-hmm. I just list my happies. Like what and, – and you're right, like where you start to – you write something and then it just starts to write itself when you – it's magnetic. And, and and you know what? It goes both ways. It's magnetic both ways. When you think a negative thought, usually a negative thought follows and then usually another one at that. Mm. And and so like when you, you – when you conjure a happy thought – usually all of a sudden you're thinking of something else and then it's like this role right mm-hmm. and usually by the time that I'm done writing in my happy book I'm I can be belly laughing on my couch you know oh, I love that and those That's are really beautiful yeah they're they're great moments and something that I just uh I just did I wrote just felt so compelled I wrote down on a list I was like wrote on a top of a paper I wrote who is she mm. And I just thought, who is my future self? And I wrote all the things that she is. And I, I met her. That. And it was just like, it was healing and it was cathartic in its That's own powerful. way. Yeah, it, it was. Um, and I've said this to Carissa before. Well, I'm sure I've even actually said this on the podcast that there's so much power when it comes from a hand to paper connection. It's so powerful thinking something. And then in your own handwriting, you're saying something like, I am capable of of overcoming hard things and you see it and and you practice you know saying it and you and you start to have these conversations and you start to practice it a little bit more right. right and 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 I this magnetism with people and groups I think is so real where you start to pull in and suddenly talking about therapy doesn't feel so vulnerable anymore yeah. when like, I tell people yeah. like journaling how I is that like I've said this earlier I think but it that it connects the heart and the brain and when I explain it like this mm-hmm. this is what I mean so our brain's running at that. We have like, what, 80,000 80, thoughts a day or on yeah. average, which is insane. Yeah. And we start to, we wonder why we're experiencing anxiety mm-hmm. yeah. because our heart's trying to keep up with our brain, but our heart's just meant to go like this. Da done. Da done. And our right. brain's like, I can't move that slow. I've got to move fast, fast, uh-huh. fast. But the yeah. second you take pen or pencil to paper, yes. your brain has to think slower and your brain uh-huh. goes, oh, I can go at this pace. And that's why it helped me was my oh, first journal yeah. entry was the day I drove myself to the behavior hospital. And it gave me perspective, inspiration, and intuition to like understand my brain better. Yeah. And it literally was just me taking pen to paper and doing yeah. like more intuitive yeah. writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is 
really what journaling is, is it's a basic way to help connect your heart and your brain. Yeah. And you were seeing resources. And I think that's important because I feel like a lot of times people won't pursue their dreams Mm -hmm. or their purpose because they don't think that they're like in my realm of mental health. I don't have the piece of paper. I'm not a psychiatrist yep. and I'm not a therapist. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. You fall the into qualification. A, yeah, I of fall it. into imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. uh-huh. <laughs> girlfriend. And so we think that we're not good enough. I can't start that. I need to go back to school and I, we list all these things. I'll be worthy when. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no, no, no. You're worthy now, yep. and your journey matters, and your purpose matters, and it's insane when you accept. I'm gonna take the next. I'm gonna just do something. God's like, it's about freaking time because yep. I'm gonna divulge this whole world to you, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna take you down a yes. world. Stop thinking you're not good enough yeah you were born with worth you are yes. worthy before you even came to earth you're worthy yes. the second you came here yeah. and so there has been some times where they're like you know i just tell people i'm not a therapist i'm not a psychiatrist but i'm a safe space mm-hmm. something i didn't have mm. i will not mm-hmm. judge you I, even when i was driving here a girl was saying i need help drive she lives in montana and she needs to get to the behavior hospital so i'm literally trying to fi- figure out let her know she's not alone where's the cl- where you where do you live let's find a behavior hospital right. i will find you resources yeah. yeah i will help you feel like you're not alone yeah. and that you are not crazy yeah. yeah well you know what resources uh they hit really home for me because i genuinely believe that when i was younger if i were to have access and the power of the belief that i'm worthy enough to have those like resources are powerful Mm -hmm. i don't know some people don't think that's an option some people don't think it's an option to drive themselves to an establishment that is all the time yeah well because and it's an accredited place well that that is like you didn't know uh, people don't know that apparently i didn't know that that people didn't know well and it's and it's you know what like when you shared your story uh i'm not gonna lie there was a part of me that was like I don't know if that would have been my first option. I, I, I don't I don't know if that would have been. And and I kind of mourn that for me a little bit because really it's an accredited establishment with healthcare professionals who have tons of schooling mm-hmm. and like this is actually the in- environment. So, you know, so they turn to drugs. They mm-hmm. turn to that ex-boyfriend who right. numbs them with whatever, right? right? And And so, but then what happens is that perpetuates and so... You did something that was really brave that has a lot of stigma, but you were given resources and access to circles of healing that that your more egotistical and younger self was didn't even know. Didn't existed. even know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One of the things that I that I learned, I want to share with you. That yeah. this will probably resonate with you, but. I remember one time somebody being like, "Hey, hold your hands out like this." I'm like, "Okay." So I hold my hands out, and they're like, "Okay, that is your worth." You cannot do anything to add on to it. Where, um, where is it going to go? It will just fall. Like you, you can't do anything to take away from it. Like you always have it. That is it. And even in like your darkest, crappiest moments where you're like, I am a failure. I'm an embarrassment. I'm the worst. You have your worth. No matter have what. your little hands full. Well, no like, matter what. Cannot. Cannot be taken away. So. I wasn't planning on saying this, but my favorite story of the Bible is the woman at the well. Yes. So she was deemed by society not good enough. Mm -hmm. She was an adulteress. She had made mistakes. So Mm -hmm. therefore she was shunned. She was a Samaritan, just labeled, labeled, labeled. And she would go Mm -hmm. to the well during the hottest times of the day 
because that was when no one was there. And mm-hmm. sure enough, she goes to the well and there's this man, Jesus. And he's like, ma'am, can you, woman, can you grab me some water? And she's like, you're talking to me? Like, who are you? And it was the first time he testified that he was the Christ. Mm-hmm. What in the Bible, that was the first time was to a woman at a well, someone who was deemed unlovable mm-hmm. a prostitute a prostitute like the the worst of all women. all this yeah like she had that a and society hated her yeah mm-hmm. and so she hated herself mm-hmm. and then she realized well i you want to talk to i have worth I, you love me and he she became an apostle for her for mm-hmm. him and helped then she dedicated yeah. her life like spreading the love of christ mm-hmm. and i thought that's exactly what life is i don't identify with these perfect prophets i i identify with the woman at the well who felt unlovable and unworthy and all it took was i've had some really crazy spiritual experiences where it was like i love you no matter what yeah yeah. i love you no matter what and so i I, that's how i see people too i try i'm human and i'm not perfect but we all are loved i have four kids and i love each of them differently but Mm -hmm. i love them all the same but what's Mm -hmm. crazy is like Someone goes, oh, but you're far, so much further down the road than me. And I said, okay, so I have a 10-year-old. Yeah. And I have a 2-year-old. I love my 10-year-old and I'm obsessed with my 2-year-old. Yeah, I have a different relationship with my 10-year-old. I'm 10 years into that relationship. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I am um, obsessed with my 2-year-old. Yeah. Like, I love him. He's my yeah. boy. Yeah. But yeah, I have a two-year relationship with him and I have a 10-year relationship. So it doesn't matter. He still lo- I still love mm. them. Yeah the same yeah I mean different so I look at everyone and I'm like I don't want you to be like me I don't want you to be what everyone thinks you should Mm -hmm. be I want you to be you because I love that for you I was like I honor that journey for you like it's a joke I say but I really mean it like I want to honor your journey you're perfect just the way you are yeah Yeah. and you're and like that to you know to the person who says like oh you're further ahead and he's like no no no, Mm-mm. you're exactly where you're supposed to be exactly yeah. you're exactly where you're supposed to be like and don't, again don't compare mm-hmm. my place with your place yeah mm-hmm. don't yeah. it's you are at your exact place where you're meant to be i mean we've talked about like family and friends and yeah. sometimes i ask i'm like oh why are these certain people in my life or like why this or that and i'm like everyone's in a place for a purpose everyone's mm-hmm. put in your life for a reason what do you mm-hmm. have to learn what do you have to grow from this like you you know even people you can't get rid of like, unfortunately <laughs> you're stuck with them yeah. um i think why did god put them in my life okay now i think of my journey and i'm like oh my gosh i really honor that part of my life and that journey mm-hmm. and those relationships because that's made me who i am today too yep. yeah. and i and i want everyone to be happy i'm just saying i've what i've learned from others has really helped me yeah honor my own journey yeah. Yeah. and yeah. mistakes yeah and mm-hmm hardship yeah because I just I want that for everybody and I don't have it all figured out what I meant like earlier when I said all over the timeline was really close was that we just need to get out of our own can I say the f word yes we get out of our own fucking heads yeah yeah because I can't believe that I started that company to be a mental health advocate Mm -hmm. when I was so fresh out of the mental hospital yeah Mm -hmm. um from that experience at the mental hospital and I'm like but it was so perfect for me. Yeah. And yeah. when we just realize that we will never have it all figured mm-hmm. out and our journey never ends, just do what feels right to you yeah. and know that you're worthy of success. Yes. You're worthy of happiness and nirvana. Right. Yeah. Well, and like each moment is new, right? Like like everything that you're approaching is new. And so if you can feel centered and grounded in who you are 
then everything becomes right because right. that's just where you are. are. Yeah. And so so and and each in everything that you do, there is an opportunity to learn or to be grateful for or to like to gain something, yeah. um, even in the hard moments. Right. And sometimes you don't recognize that until hindsight, until right. after you've kind Absolutely. of learned. Sometimes, you know, you're in that survival mode or you're, you know, if you want to take the analogy of like you're climbing the mountain and you're like at the, you know, peak of the hardest part of the climb you're not thinking how grateful you are. You're just like, help me get oh, to the Lord. next moment. Yeah. One foot in yeah. front of the other, right? And you're probably in your pain and your agony. But then when you're elevated beyond that, you look at that part and you have you have gratitude for it. You're you're grateful that you were strong enough to get over that physical challenge. And and I think that goes in in everything. Yeah. Well, that's um, the end part of the wings. Yes. Even through your hardship, you are granted ultimate peace and happiness. Even through the hardship, it's yeah. how you utilize it to catapult you forward it's like it's not saying you will you will never experience hardship it's how will you use the hardship to put you in where you're like yeah towards your ultimate purpose yes Yes. for peace and happiness yes okay so it's like that saying when you think you've been buried you've really been Been planted planted. I Mm. love that yeah yeah and it is yeah it is through those extremely difficult moments and they're different for everybody mm-hmm. right but like we all know that moment where we feel like the rug just got pulled out from underneath us yep. and it is yeah it's in that like okay do I use this as a catalyst to get me to where I want to be and learn from this or or do I run away from it and try yep. to escape it yep. right and get around it yeah but when you start to sweep it under the rug the rug eventually like becomes a mountain like you literally yes. can't sleep any because it just is yeah. It will always, it's just, I always tell people, however long you take to address things, it's up to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're a free human being, but you will never, can, you never can avoid it. Yeah. Absolutely It's not. on, it's ball and chain. Mm-hmm. It's, well, you're, you're not even running. You're just right. holding you back. Like well, you might mm-hmm. feel like you're progressing, but you don't even know what it feels like to not have that yes. on you. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of seeing this image. I love this like rug and you're piling things under it and you've actually just created a mountain. Mm-hmm. But there will become a point where you cannot fit more uh-uh. under that rug. Uh-uh. So those experiences that you're holding on to, what, like whether they're 10 years old or beyond, it's like you will not be able to have room. So that happiness that you crave, that life and joy that you want, you will not have that. And life is meant for the rug to be on the ground. No, it's So true. it's like you are meant to hold and process and release and let go mm-hmm. and move on. Yeah, there comes a point and, and, and you start to have to choose. Are you committed to all of that shit that's under that rug? Are you are you happy oh with gosh, that? I of another or analogy. do you want to like, if you know, sweep it to, out? Like pursue your purpose, you're gonna keep tripping over the rug. Yeah. Like, if it's not flat, oh, yeah. you got uh-huh. this thing, you're just gonna keep running into it and you will never you're yeah. gonna just keep falling. Yep. Yeah. Or tripping yeah. and stumbling <laughs> and being like, Yeah, Damn my toe. Like yeah. Yeah. until you heal everything. Mm-hmm. And we can't achieve our purpose until we heal everything and even at the place I am now mentally feeling stronger feel like I have so many tools under my belt I'm on this path that I'm so grateful for I'm still in therapy picking up breadcrumbs Mm -hmm. that still are helping me heal I don't think I'll ever be done because in life we're still experiencing life I'm still trying to live life absolutely and I'm still gonna have to be like hey what's under the rug let's address it let's pick up the cookie I've eaten we've eaten the cookie but I've dropped a few crumbs like I still need to constantly 
constantly be yes. thinking of how can I heal and progress and be a better version of myself. Well, because there is no destination, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't it's ever end. So even, yeah. So like even at your younger self, so so you look back at that girl who is admitting herself into the hospital, to her, that that launch of the journal was a huge success. So, mm-hmm. right? So like your Wonder Woman moment or, you know, that place of gratitude and celebration. But now you're that girl that just released the journal and and that wasn't it for you. There's still a tomorrow. I still have yearnings yeah. and desire yep. in my heart. Mm-hmm. And so now here you are and today as you sit in this chair, you're reaching for this book and that's amazing. But, you know, with as time will tell and as we grow wiser, we know that the end of the book will come. And, and there has to be something beyond that. Yep. And if we don't believe that there's anything beyond it, then why try, mm-hmm. right? And, like, we have to embrace imperfect action. Oh, we can't I love that. be perfect. Like, we have to just – Allow ourselves so, grace. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I talk about it. Like, this is what I thought my book, my first book, was going to be. But I'm like, okay, I'll do that after. I want to actually just write a book about, like, what my core message is and my yeah. core purpose. Um is I tried to explain that I always felt like I was a square. Now I feel like if I look back, I was more of like a star. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And we all, and I talk about the pegboard. Mm -hmm. And we all think that everyone, we have the circle pegboard, and everyone's Mm pegboard is different, whether it's family, friends, work, Uh you know, religion, belief, whatever that may be, hobbies. There's this pegboard. And I'm like, well, shoot, damn. I'm a freaking, (laughs) I don't fit into these circles. But I'm like, well, I'm supposed to do this. So I'm going to shave down and just sh- shave down my corners and my shape so I can be what I think I need to be because that's what everyone else is. And I'm going to shove myself into this mm-hmm. hole. And every time I thought that I was just about to fit, it would pop out like the Cinderella yeah. stepsister foot, like in the slipper. Yeah. Like that yeah. slipper, I was that just... foot that was like, I don't fit in this shoe. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then it was like, that's like, not yes. your story, honey. Like this is not, that's actually nobody's. Anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then I'm like, okay, so then that's the first part of the book. And the second part of the book is going to be like when I embraced my shape. Like mm-hmm. I just narrowed in and like, I'm going to really sharpen this part of me. Oh, and all of a sudden, yeah, like, you're like refining yourself. Refining. And then the random shape would jump off. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, that just came out of nowhere because I was evolving. And then all of a sudden I came, had this like triangle jump off. And I realized that this shape isn't a shape. It's just me. And my the shape is McKenna. No one else has my shape. Yeah. Your uh, shape is your name and it's ever evolving and I love and I'm embracing this birth part of like this part of the shape and it's maybe that's a part of my life that's been broken off of the shape but something else like I just visualize this like ever evolving shape that's mm-hmm. McKenna. Yeah. And at the end of the book it's going to be like jokes on you there's no pegboard. <laughs> Nobody fits. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's a perfect circle and everyone thinks that everyone else is fitting. And at the end of the day, nobody is. Well, it's because we are we are enforcing these pressures that are Mm -hmm. unobtainable Unobtainable. because we are not teaching from the core of you are perfect just as you are. And so we have adults that don't believe that they're perfect giving birth to children that you know, that inevitably they, they, they put this message in that mm-hmm. they feel that they're not perfect. And and you can't save your child from feeling like they're imperfect if you yourself can't love and accept mm-hmm. who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that freaking analogy that we heard, when was the first time? I mean, when was the first time that we heard that you got to put the... Oh, yeah. You got to put mean, the mask on yeah. before... Because like oh, on, yeah. on an airplane, like yeah. if it's falling, they're mm-hmm. like... Put your mask put on your first. Put your mask on first before you even go to help. And, like, the biggest flaw that people make is they try to put other people's masks on before they put their own. And you're like, wow, is that not the analogy for life? life. Yeah. And this is why I love the mirror thing. I think some people get annoyed about it. 
But I love that where it's like, oh, what is it? What is someone else looking at in you? And rather than you fixating on what you think that person is doing, looking at your, like looking at your reaction, Mm -hmm. looking at how, like what bothers you and like where and why. Oh, yeah. You know, so you got to deal with you. You got to, your mask on. And then what do we do? (laughs) Then we just project. Mm -hmm. Yes. Then we just project that everyone else that we're looking at other people but i love the analogy of the six and the nine they're mm-hmm. both true because from their angle it looks like a six oh, and yes. from your angle it looks like a nine and yes. it's all about perspective and yeah. it's just knowing that like honoring the other people think differently and do things differently yeah. and just knowing that it's okay to think differently yes. yeah and honoring that they like if mm-hmm. god made us all so different why would he want us all to be the same absolutely yeah. be so boring we're not yeah. robots yeah and i love that idea of like remaining curious instead of like judging like if I can be curious as to why you think differently or um yeah like I mean I feel like being curious that perspective I feel like be having curiosity helps nurture educated conversations if that makes Mm -hmm. sense because if you come in with like my way or the highway you're Mm going to have a very narrow-minded conversation you're not going to learn anything we are not going to change each other's minds we have a mutual respect of different perspectives and i'm like if we could all just come from an angle of like curiosity Mm -hmm. i think that would breed educational conversations and unity absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. for sure there's an old like a yoga story where seven blind men uh fall upon they, they come across this object and somebody's touching it and they're like, it's very rough and leathery. And then someone says, I'm feeling something very wispy and long. And someone's like, oh, I'm feeling something smooth. And they're arguing with one another and they're touching an elephant. But somebody's grabbing the tail. Oh, somebody's yeah. grabbing the trunk. Somebody's grabbing so the So they're tusk. all really arguing so about the same thing. So they're all right. It's, they're all right. Yeah. And, yeah. and so and, and, and that, that story depicted so much for me where it's like, what the person who is holding the tusk was feeling was so real for them. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, no, I am physically touching and holding this. And then same with someone else. But when we pit, rather than saying, oh, this is interesting. And what if we zoomed out a little bit? Oh, yeah. We would see that this is a We're large elephant. Right. right? Yeah. Like, I love you know, that yeah, analogy. Really cool. That's really cool. I love that. So. I told my husband that when I get home. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'm like, I get to ramble. Hold on. <laughs> I love it. But my ending is that like everyone has value. Everyone has worth. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a journey. And it's just so you know, I believe every woman's a wonder woman. Mm -hmm. Even though people look at her as if this like unobtainable beauty, strength, like superhero. Mm -hmm. I go, what if I told you that you're doing wonderful things every day that Mm -hmm. deserve to be celebrated? You're a woman who's wonderful. And you and I base it off the definition of wonder. But wonder is like inexplicable moments that are like the feelings of surprise mingled with admiration and, you know, similar Mm -hmm. words are like, ah, and I'm like, that's what you get when you start to accept yourself. You start realizing and seeing gifts you didn't know you realized that you had, or you have moments in your day that you might've felt like you did nothing, but you really did something. And that even when you think you're doing nothing, you're still breathing and you start realizing like, wow, I really am a wonder woman i have wonderful moments mm-hmm. of wonder every day yeah, yeah. so I, even when i do it for boys i'm like the journal of wonder for boys it really are they're just yeah. these moments of wonder like of realization and discovery of mm. you know outside of this when we zoom out of like wow i really am okay if i embrace the hard 
Yeah. And I'm okay if I laugh at myself. And I'm and I getting outside of my comfort zone and showing love and all these things, then you start breeding self love and confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that shit's contagious. <laughs> that was a virus we could catch so easily. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. True. The um, next pandemic. <laughs> just wonder and confidence <laughs> dude why not why couldn't it th- yeah and and that's the thing that's my movement is mm-hmm. i want it to be the next pandemic yeah i like I that. that i love that dude it, and it would be a pandemic for like a current societal setting yeah it really would be society as it is could not sustain that if everybody felt love confidence and acceptance of themselves yeah if everybody understood and we could build we could build something better then we could just start our community over again, which we already need. Well, and yeah, I'm like, I had this like meditation session that got like so, I wasn't on drugs. I was like mm-hmm. so crazy. And I saw this world of like, if everyone lived up to their full potential, mm-hmm. like what it would be. And everyone mm-hmm. was like so dialed into what they do to add value to the earth. And the earth was like, I saw like the craziest things. I'm like, wow, if we all just could reach our own potential and celebrate other people's potential, yeah. then what a, an amazing world that would be. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you, you went to the mental hospital. Right. Um, one of the most impactful tools for you was a journal. Mm-hmm. What else? What other tools do you feel like you experienced for the first time or maybe experienced in a different way that you feel like, wow, mm. that was actually game-changing for me? Okay, okay. So at the hospital mm-hmm. – I was there for only like eight hours. Okay. So what I experienced was I had been internalizing everything. I was a designated patient. Mm -hmm. So I learned that I have issues and I have things I need to address and I have struggles, but I'm not the only one in my life that... Like, I'm not the only broke. Like, we're all kind of needing to heal. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it was, like, relief taken off of me. Like, oh, I'm not the only one who's Mm, hurting. I'm not the designated patient. I'm not this person that has to change. It was that we all just need to better ourselves. And that was – she said that. You have made yourself the designated patient. You have taken on – all of the things that crumble in your life, you internalize as your your faults. Mm -hmm. When really just learning to say – that happened. That's okay. I'm not going to make this my fault. How can we move forward in the situation? So I was self-shaming so bad mm-hmm. that I created yes. this like just very delicate um, self, like de- a designated patient. I thought I was broken. That I. Sh- that's why my kids deserved better. My husband deserved a better mm-hmm. wife was that I'm just completely broken. Yeah, and when yeah. she said that, she goes, you're not broken. And then I learned that you know, that analogy of when you're broken, you're just like, I always say I just broke open mm. to welcome light. Yeah. Oh, I actually yeah. love that. It was like, I wasn't broken. I just broke open and I welcomed learning and experience. And it, and it actually, I should go back and look at my journal entries, but I f- always talk about like how I felt like everything was shattering. But then as I put stuff back together, I felt like I liked the mosaic look better. Mm-hmm than like oh, a yeah. perfect clean look oh yeah but um, i was also gonna say so the week when i was at the hospital so i went in on a saturday and it was easter oh okay and yeah. they said 
you know, I have to be in there for 72 hours. Like, once you're checked in, mm-hmm. you have to stay for three days. Yeah. So I started having really bad anxiety. Yeah. And after being there eight hours and really calming down, I felt like I was in a pretty good headspace. Like, I fell asleep on their couch. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally surrendered. Like, when I drove myself there, they put me in a room, and I just saw a couch, and I passed out. Like, I finally felt safe. Yeah. And I just slept, and they didn't wake me up, so I slept for a little bit. I don't even know how long I was asleep. Yeah. And they came in, and we talked, and and they're like, the doctor won't be here till Monday, so your 72 hours don't start till Monday. And I'm like, okay, so it's Easter, and then I don't get to come home till Thursday? Like, yeah. Wednesday or Thursday? They're like, yeah, maybe it's longer. And I'm like, I looked at my husband, and I said to him, I really, looking back, I should have stayed. Like, I should have. And the, the lady said, this is when I pink slip you. Like, this is when we have to keep you. But you're not addicted to drugs. You don't drink mm. alcohol. And your husband's here to take you home to a safe space. Like, you have support at home. Like, you yeah. have a community behind you. So I don't feel really good about this, but I want you to promise me that you'll come back yeah. if you need it. Yeah. And so I looked at Scott and I said, I promise I'll start therapy and I promise that we'll move forward. And so I went home and I was literally like dragging through Easter. Like it was, I should have been, but the mom guilt of like, I need to be there. I need to get the Easter. You don't know what to do. The kids need me like the kids, which was also really healthy for me to be like, oh, I do need to go home. Like I need to go home. Yeah. So I, they never admitted me, but I was there and drove myself there. And I always tell people, like, that was the moment of, like, driving myself and walking into the hospital and being treated like they were great. But I ha- I'm, like, the re- like that come, like, everything crumbled down mm-hmm. was, I think, the most vulnerable part, I think, is actually getting yourself there and walking in. Yeah. So I'm, like, oh, yeah. no matter what that looks like for you, mm-hmm. whether you do officially get admitted or pink slip, like, that's okay. Yeah. But knowing that you accepting help or asking for help is not seeking is not weakness it's strength so as I thought in a moment of weakness walking into the hospital was weakness I left myself feeling like I still felt weak but looking back feeling like well that was really strong and there were about two or three different situations where I'd call and be like do you have room like that wasn't the like the only time I should have ended up there I didn't leave healed yeah. But yeah. I left with this realization that I needed help right. and that my husband saw and heard from someone else that I need help. Yeah. Where before it was like he didn't, it wasn't intentional. It was just this moment of like he'd realized that it's not just an easy fix. Like yeah. I actually mm-hmm. do need some medication. Yeah. I do need some mm-hmm. therapy. I need to see and like yeah. start a health journey. And it was more of a medical condition where before like I don't, I wouldn't have lasted. I don't think our marriage would have lasted. So it was like this pivotal moment in my life. And it looks different for everybody. Yeah. Yep, and absolutely. so I used to sell shame like, well, I didn't check in, but I'm like, but I did walk in. And that is like alone in itself. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. 100%. Like, so I was so ashamed. I was so embarrassed. Yeah. I was so like, I can't believe this is my life. They couldn't even trust me with a pen. I was like writing with an ink cartridge and it was like hard. I'm like, yeah. this is where I'm at. Like that moment of like, I'm literally can't even be trusted with a pen right now like Mm -hmm. what the freak yeah but then I saw like that I wasn't broke I just was that was my moment where I broke open and I accepted help and realized that I needed help yeah and that's when the light came in yeah the person that you talked to like is this like a licensed therapist Mm -hmm. person yeah okay and then did they encourage you like okay you need to go to were you going to therapy they got different Uh uh-uh okay no this is when you actually start this was like when I completely crumbled like 
and just broke. You had to make a different choice in your there, life. Or you were I like, would something not. has to change yeah. here. Yeah, something has to change. And she, they were getting second opinions, like, is she okay? Like, and the, I mean, they all, like, you can't deny, I was so grateful. I really felt like my angels with me. Like, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, you're safe. Yeah. You're here. You didn't decide to leave this earth. Like, you, like, I had extreme support. And I went home and I just remember being in my robe for like two days. But it was like my husband, it was like he allowed me grace too. Exactly. And it was like the shift in our family, like the morale of like, okay, mom actually is sick. Mm -hmm. It's just different. Yeah. But we're going to help her get better. Yeah. Yeah. So I, anyways, and it's all been a whole journey of trying to help heal my kids and the guilt I carried. But through through meditation and through therapy, um, I really processed through EMDR that like, it's not my fault. And so if you, I could go back to my younger self and all the things I had endured as a kid and all the trauma and all of the hardship that I internalized and how I was, you know, internalizing everything. And I realized that at the hospital and through therapy, it's not my fault. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could just go back and hunger, hug that younger self that like those moments that you internalized and really took on that it was your fault and you're this, you're broken. Those are not, you're, it's not your fault. Yeah. And that phrase to me means so much because it's not our fault. Yeah. We only know what we know yeah. and we can't hold ourselves accountable for what we don't know because until we know better, then we do better. Yeah. Totally. That's probably something that's really common that like internalizing things and thinking that, oh, it's because I'm a bad person uh-huh. or because I am an annoying person or, or whatever. Right. That, like that's why these things happen to me. Um, and I think that that's beautiful. It's not your fault. It's not your it's fault. fault. Like the way you're feeling and the way you are and the way like your kids were having an off date, that's not your fault, yeah. right? That's not, it's not our fault. It's yeah. just as we take, put these unfair expectations on ourselves to be mm-hmm. this robot. Yeah. And it's not fair because it's not our fault. The day it might rain and that's not our fault. Yeah. Like we'd be like, oh, it just rained. It's like, but that's really how life is. Sometimes it just sucks and yeah. sometimes things happen. But yeah. like my mental health isn't my fault. It's mm-hmm. my responsibility to yeah. take the necessary steps. And that's yeah. up to me how I choose to live my life. But what's happening is not my fault. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not my fault. It's my responsibility though. Oh, I love that. It's the human condition, right? The human condition is that, like, things are not perfect and great all the time. Mm-hmm. We go through situations because other there are other human beings that we, like, bump up against. And mm-hmm. we, we impact each other, whether we want to or not. Right. And so, that, yeah, that's, it's the human condition that we experience tough things. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that, fault. like, that that moment of me saying I've driven myself to the behavior hospital has helped me connect with women to get to behavioral hospitals and resources all the way Mm -hmm. to from Great Britain to New Zealand to Alaska to Hawaii Mm this girl's from Montana like across the nation Florida all these places where I can help them find psychiatrists and therapists and it's like that moment really helped me catapult into helping other women like I'm honored to be able to share that story to help if I can just help one person with anything then that makes the whole journey worth it yeah yeah. So like it's like if I can just tell people that I drove myself there and that I was in that moment of, you know, vulnerability, then they feel comfortable to talk to me, like that makes it worth it yeah. for me to know mm-hmm. that like I'm not a, my story is not uncommon. Mm-hmm. It's very common. I'm just not afraid to tell people. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Oh my gosh, you're like such a powerful tool, like for women and for humankind, really, because like you are beautiful. Like you look the part, right? Like you are beautiful and gorgeous. You have like this amazing smile. You have this great energy, like all this stuff, like, like you, you look the part and then all of a sudden you're just like, yeah, just kidding. I'm a hot mess. (laughs) What's up, girl? You know what I mean? Like, like there. It's, it's like such, it's such a wonderful tool, I think. And it's just like a cool way that like you get to be you and like put your spin on life and. It helps me connect to like connecting with people. Mm -hmm. Like nobody has it figured out. Nobody. Nobody, It doesn't matter how much money you have in the world. It doesn't matter what you're wearing or what purse you have or what car you're driving. Like nobody has it figured out. Like those peg holes you think you look at other people and you're like, I want to be them. It's like, nah, but they have their own shit too. Like nobody, you, you know. Life, everyone's experiencing their own pain. Yeah, absolutely. And go out, are on their own journey. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, people, someone came up to me one time like, oh my gosh, McKenna, you are just so put together. You have it all figured out or something. What did she say? Oh, you're just, you have it all figured out or something. And I'm like, whoa, I am a complete <laughs> fraud. I literally just dropped the F-bomb and like told my kids this or that like five minutes ago. Totally. You know, like I was totally. in the car driving the kids to school and I was so mad and I said shit. And apparently it scared the neighbor girl. And I was like, <laughs> well, it scared the neighbor girl. My kids came home and said, mom, you really scared her. And I said, well, I guess it's good for her. Yeah. And then we, I was like, just kidding. I promise I'll be better around your friends. And then like my little boy was saying, oh shit. And I was like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> and then my nine-year-old comes up to me and goes, mom, you need to stop saying that word because now your little boy is saying it. You need to get it together. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> And I was like, touche, girl. Too freaking shay. The wisdom of the nine-year-old. Get it together, mom. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It's Meanwhile, like... people on the outside are like, she's perfect. She mm-hmm. has it all. Mm-hmm. She has it all together. Nowhere Isn't near. that crazy? Mm-hmm. Why do we do that to ourselves? It's the whole pegboard Even, ex- like, even like as intentional as you are about showing up authentically, we still, like, we still can be like, yeah, but she's still better than me, you know? And it's like, not so sad. I'm like, no yeah. one is better than anybody. I Like, I told, I tell my kids, see the homeless man on the street over there? We are not better than him, Mm-mm. and he is not better than us. And my husband always laughs. He's like, it doesn't matter who's in the room. They don't intimidate you. I'm like, yeah, because I don't look at them as I'm better than them, and they're yeah. not better than me. I yeah. see them as, like, an equal human being, yeah. that God loves them just as much as he loves me. So, yeah, they might be a billionaire, but that doesn't intimidate me. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, you have a jet, you know, I don't care. Yeah. Right. You like, know, it's like we all are equals. Same. Like, we really are mm-hmm. the same. Yeah. So... Well, because, you know, going back to your wings analogy, we all came here worthy. End period. One thousand percent. So awesome. This is how your story is unfolding. This is how mine is. So how can we be curious about one another? How can we, you know, well, Brian Stevenson says this a lot, like get closer, like getting closer instead of acting or feeling like it's so distant, you know, from from what it is. It's just getting closer. It's getting closer. And I also feel like when we fly, we see things from a different perspective. And we're like, wow, there really is just like so much love 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes, like, I was just blocking it out of my mm-hmm. yeah. life. Yes. Yeah. So when I broke open yes. it, like, this love just came pouring mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Right? Yes. And I feel like God put the right people. He's like, now you're ready for the right people to enter your yeah. life. Mm-hmm. You know, the girls yeah. that entered your life. You decided yeah. to come and step back out and be vulnerable. And yes. You started to re-enter as, you know, kind of come out of the hole. You know, I've yeah. had girls be horrible to me where I'm like, it's not for me. Where it's like, right. I wasn't accepting love, mm-hmm. but when I broke open, it was like, oh my gosh, there's just so much love around. Mm-hmm. We just aren't even accepting. It's just as simple as breaking open yeah. to accept it. It's not even, you don't have to have this some elaborate moment of driving yourself to the behavior hospital. You right. don't need this like, you know, it just needs to simply be like, I don't, I don't even know. Like mm. just waking up and realize yep. I'm alive. Like, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I like that idea that like the floor doesn't have to, like when the floor falls out from other people, it's going to look different. So, so if your floor falls out and it looks like you driving yourself to the mental hospital, mm-hmm. awesome. Maybe your floor falls out because it's an overdose. Maybe it falls mm. out because you got fired from your job or maybe the floor falls out because you read a transformational book and it just up leveled you Absolutely. like the way that it falls is not up to you to decide right. it's for you to know right and to like follow mm-hmm. that right because I've yeah. always said I'm not someone who has to experience something to learn from it so when I talk about my story to some of my my friends who have been through some some really hard things and they're like oh that's so funny that you think that that action was so bad because I've done x y and z and it is funny, like, when you can bring that, like, little edge of comedy to the situation, you know? But, like, also at the same time, that's what it was for me. Yeah. It was that, you know, that breakup or, or yeah, whatever. your heart is different than somebody else's heart. Exactly. And we all are on our own path. But just because someone experienced something on paper looks more extreme doesn't take away that, like, that's your pain, you know, and your journey. Absolutely. And I think some people undermine their pain, and that's why I'm always, like, embracing the hard isn't, like, oh, they have it hard, and I'm going to dismiss it because someone else has it harder. That's great perspective. That adds Mm -hmm. to your gratitude portion, but what you're doing is taking away from your pain yeah. and you're right. not embracing it. And validating you yourself. Validating. There's right. power in validating that like, hey, today was hard. Yeah. Like I, well, they're like, yeah, it was hard. Like I, duh, 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 duh. and it's like, right. that was your heart today. And this was still my heart, regardless right. of what other people are going through. It's still, and the importance of embracing that moment. Right. If you feel like you've shared what you want to share, then that's great. If there's anything else, like we I could talk to you all night. All day. All night. Yeah. Literally talk forever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I just remember this moment in my life where like the rug had felt, this was before my mental health really was, came to a forefront. If that, if you will. Mm -hmm. I had like the girls had like, I had friends I thought were my friends and I was just Mm -hmm. kind of a like kind of stepping out of like a superficial friendships and like all the things. I remember sitting there trying to explain to my sister what I want and I'm like yeah shopping's fun and yeah all this is fun but I'm done in being in relationships that are so surface like I need meaningful depthful conversations Mm -hmm. and she's like well it's not bad to talk about I go I know it's not bad I like these these things too but I need like conversations Mm -hmm. that are like 
elevating, if you yeah. will. Like, people make me think differently, and I like to have, like, meaningful conversations. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how to word it, but that's kind of, like, how it feels. I'm so grateful now I'm in this place where I have these experiences where I get to talk to people about, <laughs> like, you said something. I'm like, I need to write this down. Like, really cool things where I'm yeah. like, oh, I love that analogy. All these things I leave going, oh, my gosh, so many takeaways. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it leaves I love you it. feeling like your cup is full. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, it is yeah. the filling of the cup, for sure. Yeah. And you can't pour from an empty one. No. You got to put the mask on. We just want to share a big thank you to everybody who helped make this episode possible. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Drop into our DMs. You can find us on Instagram at I totally relate pod. Or you can share your feedback and insights with us at I totally relate pod at gmail.com. We totally want to get to know you. See you next time. Peace out.